What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Table for Two. I am your host, Kirsten, and man, it feels so good to be back with you guys. It has been a while, like over two months, guys. I Life got crazy. I um, So honestly, I'm just going to be real with y'all. It happened this way. Let me, let me just tell you guys what happened, where I've been, why I've been gone forever. <laughs> So there's this thing called technology and um, (laughs) it doesn't always go as planned. And so for the last couple of months, um, my computer just decided to run out of storage on me. And um, most people are like, okay, well, then why didn't you just clean out your storage? Well, the thing is, I am literally in a master's program right now and it's consuming my life. (laughs) And so anytime I was freeing up space, it was just so I could simply save a document or an assignment so I could upload it um, to get a grade <laughs> and not get a zero. And so then that just kept happening. And due to time and life, I just finally got to the point where I finally had time to sit down and make space to even download the recording that you guys are going to hear tonight and then edit it and be able to save it so that I can upload it. And then, um, yeah, just had some health things go on and life in general, but we are all good now and we are back. And tonight I'm so excited for this episode. I have none other than my friends, Lillian Addison of boldly created podcast and I'm gonna let them share more about their podcast and who they are when we dive into the episode but you guys get ready we are going to be talking all about finding your tribe finding your friend group um, how to do that as a Christian or maybe you're not a Christian and you're listening and you're just like I need friends and I've hopped on this podcast episode tell me how to make friends and how to find my people and that is exactly what we're going to talk about tonight and so without further ado let's welcome Lily and Addison of Boldly Created to the podcast. So welcome to the table Lily and Addison how are y'all? Good, how are you? We're so happy to be here. (laughs) I am doing well. Oh my gosh, I am so excited. This episode feels so long overdue. (laughs) Yes, it does. For everyone listening, Lily and Addison are only about two hours away from me, and we have gone through all of the options of recording in person, (laughs) doing virtual, and it has been quite a time, so it feels like just an amazing miracle that we're finally getting to do this. Yes. Uh, excited that we finally came. Yes, I'm so excited. So Lillian Addison, to kick it off, as I always do, let's let everyone get to know who you guys are um, and just kind of how we got connected. I think that'd be cool to let listeners know a little bit of the backstory. So both of you, if you would want to tell the listeners, if someone met up with you guys for coffee, either individually or as a pair because y'all are like such a fun duo um (laughs) who would show up to the table what can they expect yeah so I think we actually have different ones even though we're a pair (laughs) she could definitely tag along for this one but for me I feel like it'd be like a lot of questions I think when I don't know somebody I love to really just understand who they are and where they come from Mm -hmm. um and just to kind of get to know their story um so a lot of that but also just a lot of like listening I love to just kind of listen to what they've been through who the Lord's called them to be if they are in a relationship with the Lord um so it starts off with a lot of questions I love that I think for me um I love to find like common ground and connect with people so I definitely would ask all (laughs) the questions as well um but also just to really 
connect with them and, and find ways that find things we have in common and really just go from there. <laughs> I love that. I think it's so cool to like, I'm a question person too. I've never really thought about it that way, but I just love to get to know people. Um, and I don't know. I feel like some people think asking questions is awkward, but I feel like that's the way to break through awkwardness. Yes. And I'm just like, so tell me this and that. Let's yeah. get past this awkward moment. Yes. Um, but yes, I absolutely love that. And of course, I know you guys love coffee, but what are your go-to coffee orders? I'm going to let the queen of coffee go oh. first. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> well, fun little backstory. The reason she's saying that is because I was, like, a barista for, like, three years. Um, oh. So I would have to say my favorite coffee drink order right now is at Starbucks. And it is the brown sugar iced shaken espresso. Yum. So that's my go-to. <laughs> Um, for me, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I do like coffee, but coffee doesn't always like me. So mm -hmm. I think tea is what I really enjoy. I love a good nighttime tea. Um, so for nighttime, I have like sleepy time tea and then peppermint. Um, that's like my go-to. So I love a good cup of tea. Yum. I have to ask, are you a matcha lover? Okay. So actually I do like matcha, but it has to be a specific way. And I like it at Dunkin' more so than Starbucks. Yes. Dunkin's matcha. Oh my gosh. The blueberry matcha is so Ooh, good. You said blueberry? Uh, yes. They used uh, to have, they used to have a blueberry matcha and then like, I don't know, they stopped selling it, but they're like, we can add blueberries. So I just get it that way, but it's so good. After this recording, I might be going back to the <laughs> Yeah. I'm not a matcha girl, but I would try it again for oh, that. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I love Ooh, it. If y'all get it. The game. Yeah. If y'all get it, definitely let me know what you think about it. Well. <laughs> so I'm so excited to jump into this conversation with you ladies. Um, Today, we're going to be talking all about finding your tribe, um, and I think that is so important being that we are in a relationship series, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like we just always hear people talk about singleness and dating, but we also hear like it's important to have your friends and your pals, but yet no one really ever explains how to do that. <laughs> um wow. And so I think it's going to be a really fun episode, and I think we're going to learn as we go, and I hope that everyone listening is going to be encouraged as well. So to hop right in, if y'all would want to just tell the listeners a little bit about maybe your relationship status um, and what you feel like your life kind of looks like as far as your friendships go. I can start for us. <laughs> um, so... I have been in a relationship for about four and a half years um, with my boyfriend, Jared. Um, little backstory, we grew up in the same exact town, went to the same exact schools growing up, but did not know each other until um, high school. And we started dating um, when he was a freshman in college and I was a senior in high school. And we've been together ever since. Um and we do plan to be engaged within the next year and then married shortly after that. So Ooh. that is the plan there, Lord willing. Um, <laughs> all right. So I am the single one in this little partnership going on. Um, I've been single my whole life. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm the single one. I, don't, I actually love being single. And I love the fact that like she's in a relationship and I'm single because it gives us best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. We're like um, ministering to girls. Yeah. 
Um, and I think I've really found myself content in this season, but it's also been really cool just to be able to look up to her and Jared as like a godly couple. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Stop it. I love that. <laughs> I feel that. I'm like, clearly I'm by myself, but um, <laughs> I am single as well. And so I think it's been really cool to, to learn to appreciate the seasons of singleness and to also look at couples around me and become hopeful about what's to come. So I'm definitely with you on that, Addison. In talking about that, I think it's so important that we always are aware of how important it is to still have our friendships and solid friendships, no matter what season of life we're in. Um, but I don't know about you guys, but what do y'all think about this? I've found that the older we get, the harder it is to have friendships. Oh, the truth. That is the truth. It is just so hard. And Lily, I'd love to know, like from you, what is it like dating? Like, is it, has it changed since you've been dating or does it kind of, I don't know, what's that like navigating friendships and dating? Okay. So I definitely agree that as you age, it definitely is so much harder to find friends and just dive into more friendships. Um, I will say I feel like when you are dating that there are there some things are easier making friends and th- some things are a little more challenging like for example say you know um Jared and I decide to double date with his guy friend well I'm you know probably going to become friends with that girl um if they continue to a date and it could potentially turn into a beautiful friendship. Um, I think in that way it can be a little easier just because, you know, you're not going to go on a double date with yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. so that it gives you potential opportunities to, you know, meet, um, friends in that sense, but also, um, definitely I've been able to make friends with Jared's friends who I've wouldn't particularly know outside of him. Um, so, you know, kind of in the direction of male friendships in that area. Um, and he's able to become friends with all of my friends. So it's kind of just like this big circle of friendship. Um, but I will say on the other end, it can be a little more challenging, um, to make friends when you're dating because, um, it is hard to balance your time. Um, there are a lot of people that I wish I could see more that I'm friends with, or, um, maybe they're married and they, you know, um, live a little farther away. So sometimes it can be challenging, um, when dating and and friendships, but some, you know, there's good parts to it too. So Mm -hmm. definitely balance. (laughs) I also have to interject. She does a really good job of balancing like her relationships, whether it's friendships or boyfriend. And she's always in that way. Like when we first met, I remember me and my friend Emily were like, so astonished by that we were like wow we like see her a lot and she still has like the steady boyfriend getting to know jared her boyfriend through that it makes sense because they both are that way they very much prioritize their friendships too in addition Mm. to their own relationship that is so special i love that (laughs) addison what is it like for you being someone who is content in your singleness and building friendships it definitely looks a lot different than it used to i think in the past i would have been chasing the idea of being with somebody. And I think now I'm chasing the idea of being with God. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's really special to me because I've never really been in that season. I've always been in like a, you know, Oh, I wish I was with somebody or Oh, I wish I had somebody, but I think I'm just so content where the Lord has me right now because I'm able to like, right now I'm interning at my church and I'm just in a position where I'm able to really 
pour into girls and just pour into like their walk with the Lord in addition to mine. And just my friendships have really nurtured in that too. Like I have a lot of friends that are single and, and you know, they're not married, but like in relationships, just all of the different things. And it's just been really cool to like be with those friends throughout different time periods and just really um, pour into those relationships. Wow. I love that. And I think it's really cool that you talked about friendships that are all in different seasons of life. And um, I think it's really cool when we think about the friendships that we have, especially the ones that have walked with us through a lot of different seasons, um, because that really does build the strength in relationships. Um, But I'd love if we could all just kind of talk about maybe some challenges and misconceptions that we've faced in our lives as far as um, making friends, especially as Christian women, because I feel like making friendships in general can be hard for everyone. But I feel like when you are a Christian woman and you have standards and different things, that is a whole different layer of mm-hmm. making friendships in and of itself. Yeah. Like, yeah. so I, I'd love to know, like, what are some things that you guys have seen over time that maybe you struggle with or just some things that like, maybe even some things that people tried to warn you about, about making friends. And it kind of felt like a really big misconception in your life. <laughs> Um, so I think right off the bat, when you started to say that the first thing that was coming to mind was that, you know, Christian girls can be fun and exciting too. Um, I think, you know, it can definitely be a cliche that, you know, Christian girls are not as fun. They're not going to do as crazy of things as maybe a friend that is not Christian would do, um, or they were just boring or, you know, stuck in our ways. Um, Mm -hmm. so I definitely think that is definitely a stereotype and should not be, you know, the way that people think. Um, And I guess on the other, the flip side, um, I think friendships between sisters in Christ is probably one of the most amazing things you'll ever experience in a relationship, Um, mainly because they're on such a different level and you know that, that sister in Christ that you are friends with, like you're going to know them forever. You're going to know them here on earth. You're going to know them in heaven. Like, Mm. and it's just, it's never ending and it's truly like eternal. Um, And it's just on a different level. It's hard to explain, but um, yeah, I think that's really special. Um, For me, when you said that, I was thinking about just the college lifestyle and like um, being friends with people, whether it's like at work or in classes. And I've definitely experienced where I become friends with somebody and then they find out I'm a Christian. And if they're not in that lifestyle, they think like they kind of like reserve themselves and they kind of mm-hmm. hide themselves a little bit. Cause mm-hmm. I think they think that I'll judge them or like think differently of them when that's not the case at all. Um, so that's definitely a challenge. And then in another direction, I think that I've also seen like in the church where I like start to get to know somebody or whether it might be just like from like an acquaintance or whatever, if they start to know like, Oh, I have a like, a leadership in the student leadership department or I'm an intern or like I have a podcast with Lily uh-huh. like they think oh like I can't be friends with them or they're mm-hmm. so high in their faith that they'll yeah. think like less of me because I don't know as much of the bible and I just really want to say like if you ever feel that way just have a conversation with that person and like talk to them and let them know like hey this is how I feel this might be just my head but like what do, like can I just express this to them because I feel like mm-hmm. there is that barrier sometimes and that's never true but the enemy puts it yeah that's something I I really to a lot of those things that you guys shared, um, especially when it comes to, I think people not wanting to be friends the minute they hear like, Oh, you love Jesus. Like you're weird and you are going to be no fun. Um, 
And I think especially like as new believers, especially when someone maybe finds Jesus and begins a relationship in college or high school, um, I feel like that's something that is very common to face. And it's almost like, I don't know, it's like a major rejection. Like it's kind of like, but like you should at least try to get to know me first. Right. Um, And I also think I agree that being in leadership can be so hard. I remember when I did youth ministry, I was an intern. So it was that weird thing of like, I'm the same age as a lot of the people I was mentoring, but at the same time, it's like, but you're in leadership. So like, if I tell you I do something, then like, I'm going to get in trouble. So I can't be friends with you. Um, And that's super hard to navigate. And so what are some ways you guys, especially being in college, um, what are some ways that you guys kind of balance the struggles of making friends and then just the layers of maybe even encountering friendships, which I think it's something that we don't talk about a lot, but I was kind of like shocked when I learned that just because someone says they're a Christian, they're not always the nicest. Like, I don't know. I feel like that was something that really shocked me, um, kind of on the flip side of people not wanting to hang out with Christians. But also, I just assumed that every Christian girl was going to be fun and a friend. Right. Um, and that's like not always the case. So newsflash out there, there's something that if you don't know, not every Christian girl is going to be friends with each other. And that's not wrong. Um yeah. And for the longest time, I felt like I was like a terrible person if I didn't click with another Christian girl. <laughs> um, so, yeah. What are some ways that you guys kind of navigate building friendships and just finding your people in life? I think definitely being plugged in and like involved in your church and going to church is definitely a huge one. Um, and being like in a small group or just with community. I think if you don't have community, you won't have any friendships like that's where yeah. all mine really started I met Lily in a small group mm-hmm. um and I have most of my best friends I met at church so I think just really you know being plugged in and like having that time outside of just like classes and work of like okay this is my fellowship this is my community this is where I feel safe and then seeing like kind of letting the Lord guide those friendships and seeing what happens mm. I completely agree I think um community like she said literally number one way um at least, you know, in her and my experience. Um, I think that also, like, on a side note, is that when you do have friendships and, you know, you've got, you know, your circle of people or your tribe, um, it it can be easy sometimes to stop um, kind of fostering, I guess, those relationships because you're like, okay, I already have them. Like, they're going to be my BFF for life. Like, I don't have to do anything else. Um, I've already, like, won them over type of deal. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really easy to fall into that. um, And we should continue to, you know, treat our friends like we just met them and, like, continue to be um, just a light of the Lord to them. And I think that just being aware and um, really intentional with your friendships, even after you've had them yeah. for years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I kind of heard someone say that, like, just as much as we know that our family is our ministry, that, like, our friendships are our ministry, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has always, like, stuck with me. And I feel like I'm better at thinking about that in some seasons than others. Um, especially when life gets busy, it can be really easy to kind of take friendships for granted. Right. Um, but I'd love to know, speaking on that, what are some tips that you guys, maybe in your friendship, um, as you guys are super close, what are some ways that you stay intentional with your friendships that you have had for a long time? 
Um, so what comes to mind first is love languages. Um, we, I love love languages and I um, think it's a really fun and, and exciting tool to use, but um, for anyone listening, my love language is um, gifts. So I love to give people gifts. That's like my way to show people that I love them. Um, so in Addison and I's friendship, I guess my way to show her like, hey, love you, thinking about you, I would get her like a donut or bring her home coffee <laughs> or, um, you know, just like leave a little note on the kitchen counter or like you're going to bomb or you're going to bomb this no! <laughs> You're gonna blow it right out of the water. That's what I was trying to say. Um, but just things like that probably is like my go-to tip is to like really tap into your friend's love language. Um, for me, I think it's to be authentically yourself. I feel like if you're trying to be someone else, you won't really have a friendship to foster because mm -hmm. I mean, no one really wants to hang out with someone who they really aren't. Yeah. Um, for me, I really want to know like who the Lord's created you to be and called you to be. I don't want to like know somebody that you're trying to be um and I know that can be hard sometimes I just feel like that's really important of like just staying true to who you are and not like putting on a facade of who you aren't um that's yes. yeah that's so good I love that wow that yeah that'll preach right there that's so good um and I love that Lily you mentioned love languages because I feel like that's another concept misconception like I feel like everyone just thinks that's only for like married couples <laughs> yeah yeah I think it's a great tool speaking of that what is your love language um uh, I I don't know it's changed over the years I think the last time I retook it but it's mine is definitely words of affirmation yes. um I yeah I've loved the words of affirmation all day long um but I also think it kind of depends on my level of friendship with the person yes. um I think it kind of fluctuates but definitely words of affirmation all day long yeah. I love it. Addison, earlier you kind of mentioned just the struggles that you face with maybe people thinking that uh, they didn't have enough faith or they were too new to maybe Christianity to maybe want to be friends with you. Um, I'd love to know in your experience, like if you could give advice to maybe the person who is new to following Christ and they are in this season where maybe the friendships that they had before becoming a believer weren't the healthiest and they're trying to kind of start over in the friendship area and get some girls around them or maybe guys if they're a guy um, get some friends around them that love Christ and will kind of walk the walk with them um, what would be your advice my piece of advice is to know that most people out there don't think any questions are necessarily stupid. Um, I think that's a big thing that people won't speak because they either have a question, but they feel like if they ask it, it's going to be looked down on. Or if they say something, it's not going to be biblically correct. Um, ask questions. You're never going to learn if you don't ask or because you don't know. Um, faith is something that is always changing, always growing. And it's something that no one will ever be um, perfect at because the only way it is perfect is our father. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think just really like being confident in the fact that the Lord has called you to be a Christian now and like take on this new lifestyle and ask the questions and ask people um, that you're taking fellowship with of just like, okay, like, can you teach me? Can you guide me? And most times out of 10, like you're going to have smiles because they want to help you. They want to mentor they, you. They, you want, they want to guide you. So just mm -hmm. ask the questions. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Yeah, that's so good. Lily, do you have any thoughts on that? 
Well, I have to add, um, Addison mentioned earlier that we met in small group and Addison actually was my small group leader. Um, and that's Mm -hmm. how we ended up meeting. Um, so I definitely, to an extent, definitely felt that way when I first met her because I had just recently come back to my faith and she was my small group leader. And like, I didn't know her very well. I just knew Mm -hmm. she was a leader. I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) so I guess my piece of advice, maybe, maybe from like the, my experience on the other end, um, is just to know that like, you have to start somewhere and everybody is a sinner and everybody has been in a position of, um, like trying to figure out Christianity and trying to figure out, um, what part they play in, you know, expanding the Lord's kingdom. So, yeah, I mean, like, there's no dumb questions, and you you should never feel stupid for for trying to learn more about Jesus. Wow, yeah, that is so good, and I think that's something that we forget, which, of course, we're talking about, like, building your circle, and I think that also includes, like, the fact that there are, I don't really want to say levels in friendship, but, like, I think we just automatically assume that all friendships have to have the exact same level of, like, reciprocation. And I think I'm learning more and more the older I get how important it is to have friendships where they are further advanced in their faith and in life than me. Um, And then those who can also learn from me and maybe that are a little bit younger that I can kind of lead and be an example in their life. And so I'd love to know, like, what have you guys experienced with that? Like, have you been in seasons where you've kind of come to understand the importance of having friendships in a bunch of different seasons for sure I think um for a while I would get so upset when friendships would end and I'd be like what's wrong with me and all this stuff but as we get older we lose friends we also gain friends and of course losing the friends are heartbreaking because they're part Mm -hmm. of who you are but you also have to understand that they were there to teach you lessons that you wouldn't have learned if they weren't in your life and um it's just it's rewarding but it's also sad like you grieve it but you also appreciate it and I think that um, some friendships were meant to come for a season. Some friendships were meant for a lifetime. And I often go by the quote of like, sometimes like um, the Lord takes fr- people out of your life because they heard, he heard conversations you didn't. Mm. Um, and that might be something. But again, even if, I mean, again, like Alyssa, like we're all sinners. So like mm. at the end of the day, if they had done something wrong, if I did something wrong, they still taught me something that I wouldn't have learned if it wasn't through them. Yes. Um, yeah, I love that. Um, I think it's so cool to... I don't know look back and think about the friendships that maybe have ended and realize still like you said just how much you learn from it and I think it's also important to be able to I guess just kind of have a balance of grieving that friendship but also just being able to like you said appreciate what you gain from it um because I think that's really just a part of life and I think it's kind of like a big shock at first when you are losing friends and it almost feels like you like want to panic like oh my gosh what's happening um and not that it ever like we ever get used to it but we kind of just realize that it's a part of life you guys could speak to the versions of yourself that maybe in a season that struggled the most with finding friends like how would you encourage um that version of yourself so two things come to mind um first pray and communicate um when you said that it reminded me of a friendship that i had um, my freshman year and we were thick as thieves and then we had a really big falling out and now our best friends again. 
Um, obviously all friendships don't end like that. Some just, you know, you're thick as thieves and then you're not friends and that's it. Um, but this one, the Lord really did redeem. But through that, I think really big thing was communication. You have to be honest with each other and vulnerable and just like have that communication that maybe you don't want to have, but it has to be there. Mm-hmm. And then pray if the Lord is not in the center of your friendship, there is no friendship. Like it's worldly and it's going to um, be gone in an instant. Um, so those are the two things that come to mind. That's so good. Yeah, I think for me, I remember kind of being in that exact um, season when I'd say it was probably the end of my first year of college and I had um, I had been in my rebellious season just like living for the world and um, it all came crashing down and that is where I um, reconnected with the Lord and like truly surrendered to Him and have never turned back since. But um, mm-hmm. I do remember being in that in that space where, you know, I had already made that decision and I couldn't really hang out with my friends, um, from the previous season cause they would not have led me, um, down a good path. Um, so it definitely feels lonely at first and you, you're kind of just like riding it out with the Lord. Like, are you going to bring me some good friends? Like, <laughs> I don't really know what to do. Um, but they do come because they came for me and, um, really, I can't stress enough. Like, I feel like you are the average of your five closest friends. And I think that, um, I know it's true because in a previous season, I really was the sum of my five closest friends and it was not in a good way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've seen it on the flip side too, which is like the present, um, and really saw how it, how I, changed um in a way when the five friends you know closest to me um their their purpose and everything was centered around Christ um and it mm-hmm. makes a world of difference so um definitely just the lord's timing is perfect and he already knows um you know what children of god he's going to send your way um so just to trust his timing and know that they are on their way Yes. Oh my gosh. It's almost as if y'all were reading my notes because literally (laughs) the next thing I was going to say is how important has prayer been in the building of your friendship. And that's kind of similar to what I would tell my version of myself. It's ironic. I'm not back in that season, but at times it kind of feels that way. And I would just say to myself, like, don't quit praying for the friends um, and for God to send them because yeah, you're so right. Like they do come. Um, and I think one thing I had to learn was that like, I, God didn't necessarily like stop answering the prayer or it's not that he has to like re-answer the prayer, I guess, in my mind when friendships come and go. Um, I've really come to understand that's like a ever evolving answering of the prayer. Um, but yeah, I think that's so good that you hit on the fact that we're an average of our five closest friends. Um, and that is just so important, especially like Christian women to have those people around you that are going to point you in the right direction, um, pray for you and even lovingly call you out when you need it. Um, and I think also it's so cool that you guys met through small group. I never knew that. That's really awesome. It's a crazy story, but it's all the Lord. <laughs> so before we start wrapping it up, if you guys could both give maybe five tips or three to five tips for someone who came to you. It's like, I need help. How do I find my people? How do I find my tribe? How do I build my community around me? 
Um, for me, I think the uh, three to five tips I would give is first, um, invite the Lord into whatever relationship you're trying to get to be authentically yourself. I'm just going to go back to being who you are because no one really wants to know who you're trying to be. They want to know who you actually are, who you're created to be. Um, three is to get plugged into a church and have community. Join a small group. If that's um, start volunteering, whatever that looks like for you to get involved, get involved with your church because it's all about the surrounding area. Like who are you surrounded by? If you're going to a party on college campus, you might not find that great of people, but if you're going to <laughs> a church event, you might find some really great people. Um, and that's not to say there's not great people on college campus, but it's just about where you're going. Um, yeah. Or I would say pray. Like that's just a really big thing. It's just like, know that the Lord is going to um, reveal who he wants you to be friends with. And I read somewhere earlier today where it was like um, the waiting period is where your test is or where your faith is tested. And I think that's really true. Like, even though it might seem like God's absent, he's not absent. Um, your faith is just at work. Wow. I love that. That's so good. Um, I think to definitely be um, proactive in seeking friendships. I know I've um, heard of a lot of girls say that, you know, they've opened up and said, like, yeah, I just, I really am kind of lonely right now. I don't really um, have many friends. And it comes as the biggest shock to me because I would have, never known that they were struggling with that. Um, so sometimes it's, it's because it's unknown. Um, so definitely just to be proactive in, um, seeking, seeking friendships in the first place. Um, and I think second would be to just be honest, um, to be honest with where you're at, to be honest with your struggles, to be honest with your likes and your dislikes. And, and like Addison said, to be like your authentic self, you know, nobody wants to be friends with a robot or a, a clone of somebody else. Um, and probably number three would, um, I know it's been said, but to plug yourself in, um, mm -hmm. to the community that you want. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, church, small groups, um, online Bible studies, even just like anything where there's going to be, um, just children of God that are going to, to uplift you and support you and encourage you. Um, because there's nothing like it. It's, it's a different type of encouragement and level of support, um, in worldly friendships versus, you know, um, godly friendships. Yeah. Wow. And I love that you mentioned to be proactive and actually seek friendships in the first place. Um, because I think that's something that some of us or, people can struggle with from time to time is not even thinking that friendships are important mm -hmm. and that they even need friends. So real quick, if you guys was to, were to encourage the person who maybe feels like they don't even need friendships, like what's the point? Why do I need community? I can do this with just me and Jesus all by myself. Um, how would you encourage that person or maybe what advice would you give them? Um, definitely that you can't do life alone. We as human beings are not meant to be in isolation and to do things alone. Um, it's so important to have people around you. And if you were to do it alone, who would be able to be there to lovingly call you out and um, make sure that you are, you know, being an image bearer of Christ. And um, it just gets lonely being alone. Like you don't mm -hmm. want to have to go do everything alone. Like, of course it's good to like, you know, um, reevaluate, reevaluate, but like have that time to yourself to, re-energize and just mm -hmm. have moments but it's really important to be able to do life together and um just share with each other like celebrate each other like 
you want people to build you up, not your, because your mind is your biggest teardown. So if you're alone, mm-hmm. you're going to tear down all the time. But if you have others around you, they're going to build you up when your mind's tearing you down. Um, they're going to so build good. you when you want to just lay in bed. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, I agree a hundred percent. I think it. My mind takes me to the verse. Um, Iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. Um, And just that, you know, the Lord really did um, create us for community and connection. And um, who are you going to celebrate with if you don't have any friends? Who are you going to cry to when you don't have any friends? Um, Who are you going to share the good and the bad and the highlights and the lowlights and just all those things? Um, And a lot of times your friends see things in you that you don't even know they see strengths Mm -hmm. in you that you don't even know you have, or they see weaknesses that you may need to work on that you would never know you had. So um, just having a loving perspective just in your corner is just something you can't compare. Mm. I love that. Goodness. That is so good. And I love just, I don't know. I was so excited to have this conversation and I mean, two seconds in, I was like, yeah, this is why I wanted to have this conversation with you guys. Um, It's been so encouraging to me as well. Um, So before we close it out, it has been, first of all, so fun to virtually sit down and have this conversation with you guys. And I can't wait till we actually get to hang out face to face. (laughs) I know it's going to be a great day when that happens. (laughs) Yes, we are going to celebrate that for sure. Um, but for everyone listening, I would love for you guys to kind of share about what you guys do as far as podcasting goes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, so Addison and I have a podcast called Boldly Created. Um, (laughs) the podcast has been around since February of 2021. 2021. I always get confused. It was an amazing story. Literally, the Lord wove it together in a way that we never could have on our own. Um, We started out as a group of three. We had our friend Emily with us, and she was with us for season one and life change and season two. um, And life just kind of changed a little bit. And um, the Lord was calling her heart in a different direction, but she really helped us kickstart. I mean, she's still. Um, a big part of Boldly Created. Yeah. So, um, Our yeah. goal is just to encourage women to boldly seek their identity in Christ daily. And yep. we're just trying to do little by little and grow this um, ministry and make it into a full-blown women's ministry and just show our hearts. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I love it. And also, I got to say, I love the like pop-ups and things that you guys have been doing. Oh, super cool. Every time... <laughs> Every time I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to go. Aww. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. We're excited to do it. Yes, we love doing it. That is so cool. And I just love anytime you guys share your heart um, behind the podcast. And just the way you guys love and pour into other women. It's so beautiful and so encouraging. Aww. Aww. You're so-, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh, thank you guys so much for joining me. Of course, this will not be the last time that we do no. this for sure. Um, I love it. Uh, so for everyone listening, where can they find you guys on social media? Let them know how they can check out the podcast and keep learning and growing from you guys. Yes. So we are boldly created underscore on Instagram. And as long as you find our Instagram, you'll find everything about us. Um, we have our link tree in our bio on Instagram. That'll take you to 
Wow, everything. Our Apple, our podcast on Apple, our podcast on Spotify, our TikTok, our LinkedIn, our Twitter, um, <laughs> prayer request forms, and uh, all the other things that we have going on. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah. And if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, uh, what? Don't worry. We'll put a link in the bio <laughs> and we will make sure you guys are able to find all of that because I definitely don't want you guys to miss out on Boldly Created, um, which is so fun that the podcast is kind of how we all got connected and so i hope that for everyone listening you enjoyed this episode again go follow them because they are amazing and if this episode blessed you which i have no doubt that it did because i mean come on they spoke so many good nuggets of wisdom um be sure to reach out to them and let them know how it encouraged you and of course lily and addison it was such an honor to have you and thank you guys so much for joining me Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're honored to even be guests. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Well, that is it for this episode. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye.